Hey guys, in this episode, we'll talk about how to find a good mortgage broker because like we all know, the best loan is not just about the cheapest interest rate. If you actually set up your lending strategy, probably you won't be capped, hopefully, um, by just uh, one or two properties like a lot of investors find themselves. Okay, so how do we actually find a mortgage broker who is the best at this, all right? So I'm just gonna start actually out because there's a lot of things I wanted to say. I just wanna get them over and done with because I think you'll get a lot of value from it. And it's really just around this like topic that I'm getting asked about a lot lately, which is what sets apart successful property investors from the rest? And like I'm often asked about like the most essential traits that one needs to cultivate becoming successful in this like realm of property investing. And it's not merely about like having huge borrowing capacity, financial capacity, but it's actually about developing certain skills and like characteristics that set successful investors, you know, apart from the rest. And I know that this isn't popular and I know that you just all want to hear about statistics and where to buy and the strategy and like all that sort of juice stuff but like honestly in my experience it's these following like you know six to eight or however many traits that that really are the difference between you living a life of freedom and passive income versus not and the first one you know, I think they'll go through six or eight or something the first one is like just being knowledgeable, like successful investors, they understand market trends, property values, and the intricacies of property laws and regulations. Like they have extensive knowledge about different types of properties and investment strategies. So, you know, the best investment is in yourself and you actually can't outsource this knowledge. Secondly, being patient, patience. Property investing is not a get-rich scheme, okay? It takes time for properties to appreciate, generate significant returns. So successful investors understand this and are willing to wait for the right opportunities. Number three, risk tolerance, okay? So investing in property obviously involves risk. Um, like successful investors are able to assess and manage that risk effectively. They, they like understand that not every investment will be like this amazing jackpot winner, but they're willing to accept that that's just part of the process. Number four, being analytical. Good investors can analyze a property or deal from various angles, right? Not just from cognitive bias, from various angles, considering location, the condition, market trends, financial implications. You can't outsource this because no one really cares about this as much as you do yourself. The What are we up to? Number five, decisive. Successful investors can make decisions quickly when a good opportunity presents itself. Like they know instantly that it's good. They trust their research and instincts to make really, really good, timely decisions. All right. Number, what are we up to? One, two, three, four, five, six. Negotiation skills, which can be learned. Being able to negotiate effectively is like really important. It's crucial in property investing, like whether it's negotiating the, the price, the terms of the loan, a lease 
lease agreement. Successful investors know how to get the best possible deal. And there isn't like a single professional that can do all of this for you, right? So there's no substitute or replacement for these skills. And anyone can learn negotiation. It's not like hard. Um, I know it seems hard. It can come across hard, but it's really just creating win-win situations. I've done so much content on that. Number seven, resilient or resilience. Every investor faces setbacks and challenges. So the ability to bounce back again and again, again, being knocked back four times, getting up five times, getting knocked back five times, getting up six times, the ability to bounce back and learn from these experiences, really the hallmark of, I think, all successful investors. I think we're up to number eight, um, seven or eight taxes. Uh, everyone wants to reduce taxes, of course, in a legal way, but successful investors understand the importance of keeping the money they make and know how to pay as little taxes in a legal way as possible, all right? So it's important to pay taxes to be a law-abiding citizen, but it's also important to know how to avoid, not avoid, I should say, it's like just being smart to not, you know, structuring things in a really ineffective way, okay? So once again, you need to know at least the basics so that you can really coach or manage your accountant, your team around you. And the last one, I think about nine or something is, is networking skills. Property investing is a people business. I know I always talk about data, but actually it's, it's data and people having a strong network of contacts. That doesn't mean a buyer's agent, it just, you know, like conveyance, a mortgage broker, which we're actually going to go into for the rest of the episode, you know, um, quantity surveyor, property managers, the ability to build these relationships that no one will do for you. You need to build these yourself and various different industry professionals you know that really opens up opportunities a number of times a property manager offers an off-market opportunity you're like well you're not meant to do that but they do so it's you know there's that cliche your network is your net worth and it kind of holds true as well in property investing so the sooner you begin to not put strategy and tactics and data analytics to the side, um, but to keep that at the forefront, but also understand these soft skills, the sooner you begin this, the quicker you'll actually start seeing results. So property investing is not just about like buying properties. It's about that, but it's also about cultivating the right mindset and honing these skills to generate sustainable passive income. And let's go deep on that networking skills for the rest of the episode. And I think like the second part of this episode, the, the audio quality might be a little bit, a little bit more shoddy than the start. So please bear with me because I'm actually going to go through how to find a terrific mortgage broker, what to look for, what not to look for. And this could literally be the difference between you getting to three properties versus six properties. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name's PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. How to find a really good mortgage broker. Um, I think so the first thing to understand is regardless of your property investment strategy, and there's lots of strategies, 
different strokes for different folks. Almost all of them require lending from a bank, right, or a non-bank lender. So almost regardless of your property investment journey, it's really important to have a mortgage broker. And in simple terms, a mortgage broker is simply someone that connects to you to your lender, right? You need to borrow money for almost every strategy. A broker connects you to your lender, okay? So there's almost five things to look out for when selecting a really good mortgage broker. Number one thing is that they're an investor themselves, okay? Now you can, you can Google how to, you know, find really effective and efficient lending for yourself, and the theory will make a lot of sense, but unless someone has actually applied that theory, um, it's really hard for them to give advice and it's really hard for them to give their client really good outcomes. So you want a mortgage broker that has actually invested in property themselves, hopefully has more than one property because as soon as you have more than one property, the complexity starts to add up and that's when uh, a really good broker will, will learn his trade or learn her trade. Okay, so that's the first one. They need to be experienced themselves, have gone through the, 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 the trial of fire themselves. The second thing is that they've seen the cycle. Okay, um, what I mean by that is the normal property cycle, it goes up, it comes down, it goes flat, up, down, flat, etc. A good broker should have gone through at least one cycle um, so that they get a, an understanding of of risk and risk mitigation so that they don't um, recommend to their clients to fix when it's not prudent to fix, so they don't recommend their um, clients to go for a variable rate when it's not prudent to go for a variable rate, right? They need to have be seasoned is, is what I mean. Now the next one, um, next way to assess whether you're going for a good mortgage broker, an investment savvy mortgage broker or not, is to understand whether they have multiple lenders with whom they work, right? Multiple lenders with whom they work. Now there's so many mortgage brokers that predominantly um, cater to the um, homeowner market, you know, people buying a property to live in themselves, and it's fine for them to just go with two to three lenders that offer the lowest interest rates. That's completely fine. Um, but when you want an investment savvy mortgage broker, it's someone who has a relationship with more than 10, maybe even more than 15 banks and non-bank lenders so that they can find, they can pluck exactly the right lender and give you exactly the right tailored solution for your investment strategy, okay? Um, and then I think the next one to probably talk about is that they're in touch with the market. They're in touch with the, the lending conditions. They're in touch with APRA regulations. They're in touch with um, how willing and able different lenders are, you know, week on week, month on month to, um, uh, to give loans. I'll give you a really good example. So my broker, he called me a week and a half ago and he said that NAB and AB Bank are offering not only the lowest rates um, for a particular product, which suited me, but they're also offering a $4,000 rebate if you go with them and, and your loan is more than $250,000. So, you know, the interest rate in of itself wasn't the most important thing. Um, it was the fact that it was right for my strategy, but then the rebate was just a bit of a kicker. It was just a bit of a <clears throat> additional incentive. So I, I mean, 
I'm not across all of the lenders' risk appetites. I don't know all of that. And as an investor, you can't know everything. You can't know all of law, all of um, broking, all of everything, or, you know, tax, etc. You need to rely on a team. So I was so grateful that um, my mortgage broker gave me a call and said, you know, here's what's on offer. And, and I went with it and, I, and I've saved almost $10,000 in a single year because of that phone call. So that's how to find a really good mortgage broker. A couple of other tips, and I know we're going a little bit over five minutes now, but a couple of other tips um, is that the lowest interest rate does not matter. It's one factor in selecting a loan, and a good mortgage broker, a good investment-savvy mortgage broker will tell you that, right? And they'll carve out and find a product with various permutations, interest rate being one of them, that's good for your short or long-term strategy, okay? Another thing to look out for is interest-only periods. So many people rush into investment and rush into getting a loan um, just because they can and then in five years time they realize that their interest only period ran, ran out and then all of a sudden they're having to pay principal and interest and they can't afford it okay and not many people not many brokers actually talk about interest only periods somehow this has just been my um, experience so make sure you ask your mortgage broker can I get a 10-year interest only loan how does that affect my serviceability and if that affects my serviceability so much that I can't even get into the market then maybe a five-year interest only period is suitable okay and if you have any questions about this, you can you can ask. That's that that's fine. Um, a couple of other things is don't cross collateralize your property loans. All right, cross collateralizing means where one house that you already have, it may be the one you live in, or maybe the one that you have invested in, is held as security for the next purchase. It doesn't mean that you can't go to the same bank. Let's say you choose CBA. You can still have multiple loans with the same bank. Just make sure you don't use one to act as security for another. Because what happens then is if something goes wrong with one, or if you need to sell one, or if, you know, a myriad of things could happen, then it's like a domino effect. Because everything is hinged on this first security, it's like a house of cards, it all comes falling over. So it doesn't mean you need to go with 10 different banks or two different banks. You can stay with the same bank, just make sure you don't cross-collateralize each security. And a good broker will tell you that. And the last one is probably a good broker has good negotiation skills. Everything in this world is up for negotiation. Nothing is set in stone, right? So when banks offer a rate to the market on their website or, or even over the counter via email, that is all negotiable. And a good broker knows exactly which, um, which points to, to hit, which tactics to use with various banks so that you can get a a five basis point, a 10 basis point, a 15 basis point, even sometimes up to 50 basis point discount on your investment property loan. And you know, even five basis points or 10 basis points can add up to thousands of dollars of interest payments every year. Okay, so this by me all means is, is not an exhaustive list of everything you need to look out for. I'm not a mortgage broker, I'm not an expert, but here's a start for, for all of you guys. When you do think about lending, 
of the, some of the types of questions to be asking um, potential mortgage brokers to make sure that they not only get the right strategy for you, but also save you thousands of dollars and set you up for success in five, 10 years time and not do yourself a, a disservice now. So hopefully you, you are still with me. If you are, then I know that you are actually really serious about your property investing. So thank you for listening all the way through. And I just want to say, you know, I'm trying to add so much value to you guys, whether it's here or on my Facebook group with more than 35,000 amazing community members, Australian Property Mastery with PK. The links are in the show notes and also my YouTube where a lot of the things that I share on YouTube, I don't share here because they're more like visual in nature, like lots of charts and graphs. So if you're like super analytical and data orientated, then you'll find a whole new realm of content on my YouTube channel, Australian Property Mastery with PK. The link is in the show notes. But I just want to say thank you for like the community is is approaching, what is it, like well over 60, 70,000 across different platforms. And I just want to say big thank you. And uh, this is a bit cheeky, but please do leave a, a good review on Spotify or iTunes if you are getting value from these episodes. Thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.